Truth Tribe. I am author, counselor, and coach Zara Harrison, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. That does not mean they love you just because they did that. And I just wanted to help you understand so that you won't fall into a trap in a cycle of, hmm, what do I want to call it? Fake love. I'll call, we'll call it that. A trap in a cycle of fake love. And this is what often happens with toxic people is some people get tripped up and they get tricked into believing that a toxic person really loves them or is changing because they do certain things to trick them. But when they do some, when a toxic person does something nice or they buy you something or they take you somewhere or they invite you out to do something, however, there is no behavioral change, you need to know that it is one at least one of three things, and it's usually all three. And what they're doing or whatever they're using uh, that seems nice is usually a trick, a tool, or a ticking time bomb. And what I mean by a trick is that they are usually um, manipulating you into believing the lie they need you to agree to. So there's a lie that they need you to agree to. There is something they need to uh, control you. There is, they, they seek some kind of control over you about something. Uh, for example, say there's a decision that needs to be made in this relationship. They want you to do this one thing. You don't really want to do that. Sometimes they will have these certain gestures that seem really loving and kind. And it's really just a trick, a tool or a ticking time bomb. And it's a trick because it's not sincere manipulating you so that they, again, can get you so that they can get you to agree to some lie. It's a tool because they're using the thing that seems really nice, that's making you feel special, that's making you feel like, oh, this is love, but it's really not. In the end, they have an angle of something that they want to get from you or out of you that has nothing to do with truly loving you. And it's a ticking time bomb because it doesn't last and it blows up in your face when you accept it and you fall for it and you didn't check if they were repentant first. True love is repentance. Repentance shows true love. So we don't wanna look for gifts and dinners and um, even strong words as proof of love from someone who is toxic and you want to believe the best about them, but they're showing you something entirely different again so that doesn't mean they love you because a toxic person does something nice for you it is a trick a tool and or a ticking time bomb that blows up in your face when you accept it and you feel like the hope has been fulfilled and you find out that the hope was deferred 
and now your heart feels sick. So here are some signs that, um, that show they don't really love you and they're not showing you love. That, that doesn't mean that they love you because they did this nice thing for you. And, um, one of the signs is in, is a, it's fast affection or affinity, fast affection or affinity. So they may do things like, you know, you haven't even known them that long. And they're like, I, I could see us getting married. Like they're, they just fast. You know what I mean? Um, moving in, they want to move in with you so fast. It's just, it's like so quick, like, bro, we don't even know each other. Or for a woman, you don't even really know her. And she, you know, it maybe she just needs a place to live or he just needs a place to live. It's not really about you. It's not really about loving you. And, you know, as believers, someone that's asking us to do something like that should signal a whole bunch of red flags anyway. If, you know, they haven't gone through the proper process of proving their love to be true before we just invite them into our house to live with us. Right. Because how can you flee fornication if you live with it? So um, it's fast affection or affinity. They want They move really fast. They have these these affections that they have towards you and this affinity and all these feelings. It's super fast. It's too fast. It's so fast. It's at a pace where you can't even really get to know who they are more than the, the, the affinity and the affections that they have sign that they don't really love you, but they are using that affection and that affinity to manipulate you into believing a lie that they need you to agree to. And this is how they think they're going to do it. That doesn't mean that they love you. It probably means they need something from you. Okay. So, um, another thing is they have, over the top expressions towards you. So I'll give you an example. There was one time there was a person in my life that was, that said that they wanted to restore a relationship with me. And this was not a romantic relationship, but I knew that, you know, they weren't repentant about what they had done. And I kept trying to have conversations about what they had done. Like, can you acknowledge this? Can you repent? Can you please just apologize for what you did to me? And it was always either that's in the past, get over it. Or, um, I thought we already dealt with that. And I would say, well, how can we deal with something if you've never acknowledged it? And then it would be like a short apology. Like, okay, well, I'm sorry, but it was not repentance. Cause again, repentance is a changing of behavior. So they were trying to, you know, institute themselves back into my life. And I was, I had a, a number of boundaries up and boundaries like don't just drop by my house whenever you want to. Um, don't just call me and think we're going to be on the phone for a long amount of time because when I talk to you, I feel drained. Um, I didn't invite them in emotionally. I stopped at a certain place regarding how much I gave them of my energy. So, Hey, you know, nice. That's nice. Okay. All right. You know, you too, but it wasn't, Hey, you know, you know, it was like that you don't get that from me anymore because you're not repentant about the hurt that you brought into my life. Right. So they knew this, they were aware my boundaries were very clear. What I needed was very clear and they would keep trying to deny it or ignore it. And so one day 
I go to my mailbox and there was a large sum of money in the mailbox for my children. And I was like, whoa, like this was a time where my children were rather young and I'm not going to hold you. I kind of needed the money. And at first it seemed like it answered prayer, you know, because it was like, I needed this. This pops up in my mailbox. You hear people with stories like, oh, I needed this money. And then it was in my mailbox. You know, all money ain't good money and every gift ain't from y'all. So I opened it up and immediately something in my Ruach was like, don't take that money. And I had to sit with it at first because when you really need something, you, you try to use what we've talked about before, which is cognitive dissonance to make it okay so that you can use it so that you can have it, right? And the Ruach was very strong. Like, don't you take that money. It is, it is, um, it is a tool being used against you. It's not genuine. Don't take it. So I read the card. So the money, I talked to my husband about it and I told my husband, I think I'm going to go and give this back to the person because I don't think that it's genuine. And he's like, why? And I was like, because they still haven't repented for what they've done. And I don't, I don't know what we have to talk about or what money I would take from you as if that will wash everything away, you know? And I know they have people talk about love languages and gifts are some people's love language and you know affection and touch is other people's love language and service is other people's love language but this wasn't like a love like first money and gifts is not even my love love if I had a love language that I believed in that wouldn't be it right so um it, it was not it wasn't about that it was like I want repentance because I will take this money but the state of the relationship will stay the same and if I take the money, it's almost like I'm agreeing to let this relation. It's almost like, you know how some people say you, you sell your soul to the devil or the hash of time when you sign in certain on dotted, dotted lines. It felt like if I took that, I was agreeing to a demonic. It was a demonic agreement. It was like it's going to be in a relationship where I'm agreeing to allow you to sin against me for some money. Right. So I had a conversation with the person and I dropped it off and they were irate. Like you are being so bougie. You are being so, um, ungrateful. I didn't even have to do that for you. It's not even about you. It's about the children. I gave it to the children. And some people will even try to use your children. Like they will literally be like, this is for your children and know what they are trying to do. And it's not love. And they said all these, you know, pretty hurtful things and basically tried to guilt trip me for giving this money back. But I explained to them, you know, I the, the greatest gift you could ever give me is repenting for what you did to me. That don't even cost you no no dollars. It only costs you your pride, but you don't want to you don't want to get that up. And pride is an enemy. Pride is an enemy. People that like holding on to their pride over a relationship is, you know, y'all hates pride. That's, that's a sign of Hashitan. It's like that pride means more to you than the relationship, which it did. And so I gave them that money back and that was that. But, um, over the top expressions, they might just boom, just write you a check or give you some money. And if you need it, you got to be careful because you don't want to take things with a string attached to it like that, a manipulative string, 
right? So another thing, another sign is that they have, they make inconsistent gestures. So when they need something from you or when they need you to believe some lie, suddenly they want to do something nice for you. But the gesture is inconsistent. When they don't need anything from you, these gestures don't exist. They don't just want to do something nice for you when nothing, no conflict is involved and your agreement isn't involved and something that they just need from you is just not present. When it's nothing there that they need, there's no gesture that they want to offer you. So it's inconsistent. So pay attention when people suddenly want to do nice things for you and see if they also need something from you at that time. They don't love you because they're trying to do something nice for you around this time. They need something from you. And oftentimes what they need is for you to agree with some kind of lie. Right? Because if, if you agree to this lie, they can continue to manipulate you. They can control you. And they can get you to walk in sin with them. Right? So again, that doesn't mean that it's love because someone, a toxic person, does something nice for you, makes some, has some strong affection or affinity, has some over the top expression, or some gesture that you've been wanting, but it's inconsistent. Outside of the problem, you wouldn't even get that gesture, right? So uh, sometimes people refer to this in the secular realm as love bombing. They use that term love bombing. Um, but I like to attribute it because I believe everything comes from the most high the enemy takes it and perverts it, wraps it up in nice pretty bows and calls it all kind of different terms and all this fancy stuff. But Yah said it first. And in Mishlai or Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, it says the blessings of Yahuwah, including gifts, it makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it and this is the thing about toxic people who do things to trick you into believing that they love you is that it's going to be some sorrow added to it just give it a little bit of time and that's what i mean by when toxic people do seemingly loving things that it's usually a trick a tool or a ticking time bomb the bomb's going to blow up in your face and it's going to hurt because you believed them and you trusted them and you thought that it was real. Check out my YouTube community tab, okay? Because I talk about some of these things on my tab, my my uh community tab and I also add scriptural references to them. And what are the things I think that published today cuz often my posts are scheduled, so sometimes I forget what I even I don't be, I don't be always know what I schedule for that day. But I think the one that came out today said um, we can't give vulnerability to toxic people. We have to give them boundaries. Okay? We cannot be vulnerable with people who have showed us they are toxic. And we know that they're toxic if they're in sin 
or they are unrepentant. They're not repentant about sinning against you or hurting you. They are toxic. That's a toxic person. Okay. And so with those people, we don't want to give them vulnerability. We don't want to give them our softness. We don't want to give them our trust. We don't want to give them our uh, sensitivity, so to speak. We don't want to give them that soft, sweet place of us because they're going to destroy it. They're not going to care for it well because they're toxic. They're going to use that against you, that very thing against you. And this is the difference between trying to love someone, trying to win somebody with love who is a repentant person, but they trip and they fall, but they're trying to get back up. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're doing things. They're, they're changing their behavior day by day. That's different than a person who is not repentant. That kind of person you have to love a little bit differently than you would the person who is repentant. So toxic people, we got to give them boundaries, not vulnerability. And when they do nice things for us, we have to wait and let it be proven over a period of time and pattern that this behavior is changing. They do one nice thing and we believe them and we think it's over. All the hurt, the pain, the sin that they've caused, it's a wrap. No, that doesn't mean they love you and it's love. It takes time to prove that repentance is true because the behavior has to change and it takes time for that. So just to recap real quick, when you're dealing with a toxic person, and again, some people are like, why are you always talking about this? This is what my channel is about. <laughs> I always talk about it because this is the premise of my channel. <laughs> so I'm helping people get free from emotional wounds. Okay. And these are some of the ways that you can do it. And one of those ways includes knowing that when, when you recognize a person is toxic to your soul, Understanding that when they do nice things for you, it usually, if there's no repentance attached to it, is a trick, a tool, and or a ticking time bomb. Okay? They're doing that nice thing for you because they want to trick you into believing some lie they need you to agree to so that they can manipulate and control you and keep you in the toxic cycle that they don't want you to get out of. They don't want you to get out of that. They need you to stay in there. You're like a supplier of their ego, okay? And some of the signs that we talked about include fast affection and affinity, over-the-top expressions, and inconsistent gestures. So look out for those things and take care of your soul. Because like Mishlai or Proverbs 10 says, the blessings of Yahuwah, the gifts, the love, the, what Yahuwah gives you, it makes rich. And we're not talking about just money, right? It's rich to your life. It, it's a richness to your life. It improves your life. The people that are working with that Ruach. And 
and he adds no sorrow with it. Those of Yahuwah with that same Ruach, they don't give gifts that add sorrow to it. But toxic manipulators who are not repentant and they have not changed, they're going to add sorrow to the nice thing that they do to you if you fall for it. Sometimes if you even accept it. Sometimes you have to say, no, thank you. Thank you so much for that. But I would rather talk about whether you're repentant about what you, about the hurt that you've caused in my life and the damage that you've caused. I would rather talk about what you're doing to change your behavior so you won't do this anymore to me or other people so you can stop sinning against me and others. I'd rather talk about that than take that money from you or that gift or that trip or that date or that whatever. I want to talk about that. Be careful with toxic people, okay? They add sorrow to your life. You have to, you have to set really strict boundaries with them, okay? So I hope that helped you. And I am Zara Harrison. Author, counselor, and coach, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. And you can visit ZaraHarrison.com slash help me for a list of resources to help you do just that, including live e-chats with me, drop-in video sessions, support groups, true tribe challenge, Bible study guides, what kind of love is this podcast, a number of things. And I would say about 90% of those things are whatever the most high leads you to offer. Okay. So that you don't have the burden of needing help, but feeling like you can't get it because of a fee being too high. So make sure you check that out. The link is in the description. See y'all next time. Peace.